0: This is Wellspring, presented by Corwell Health Zealand Hospital, on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And for this Thursday, January 25th, we say good morning to Sarah Donkersloot.
1: Good morning, Gary, and welcome to Wellspring, a broadcast sponsored by Corwell Health Zealand Hospital. This morning, my guest is Dr. Stephen Lewis, an orthopedic surgeon specializing in shoulder and elbow surgery on the lakeshore. Today, he is going to discuss shoulder pain and treatment options. Good morning, Dr. Lewis.
0: Good morning, Gary and Sarah, and thank you very much for having me on.
1: Well, and we appreciate you taking time from your day to talk about a really important subject that for many people is just really um, very relevant. So um, before we get into the topic, um, I want to give an opportunity to get listeners to learn more about you. So your specialty is orthopedics. Why did you choose this as you were going through medical school?
0: Sure. So, you know... It's somewhat of a cliche story. There's a lot of orthopedic surgeons ultimately kind of have a a story similar to mine. But I was 16 years old in high school, and uh, I played baseball growing up. And so I actually grew up in West Michigan. And so I saw a local orthopedic surgeon, and I developed shoulder pain after pitching um, at a long tournament in the summer. And ultimately, turned out that I had a labral tear in my shoulder, which is a pretty common pathology to happen. And at 16, I had no idea what I wanted to do, but The orthopedic surgeon that I went to was just fantastic, ultimately had surgery and was able to play in college and recovered very well from it. And so, you know, from that, you know, after the surgery, how well I was able to get back to throwing again and be able to play at a high level, that just kind of, it just pushed me to going into medicine. And then ultimately, you know, ultimately at that point, I decided I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. And I was very fortunate and lucky throughout my life. And, you know, I'm now living my dream, so to speak.
1: Well, you know, I appreciate you sharing that because, you know, then when people come into your office and they say, you know, I have shoulder pain or this happened, you've had the experience where you can say, I know exactly how you feel because this happened to me, you know, in my high school years. So what a great perspective um, that you bring um, to your patients. So where did you receive your training?
0: So, I, so as I said, I grew up in West Michigan, so I went to Forest Hill Central High School, ultimately went to Hope College for undergrad, and uh, at Michigan State, the medical school, so downtown Grand Rapids at the Secchia Center, it was essentially brand new when I started, so I was one of the first classes there, so I basically never left Grand Rapids. So my medical school, I was at Michigan State in Grand Rapids, and then I stayed there for my orthopedic surgery residency, which is a five-year process, and I Worked at Butterworth, Blodgett, and uh, St. Mary's—I uh, guess formerly known as St. Mary's—in downtown Grand Rapids.
1: So, what do you like about your job, Dr. Lewis?
0: So, uh, I guess I should follow up with my training. So, I, after residency, I went and did a fellowship in Florida, specializing in shoulder and elbow. So. You know, orthopedic surgery covers a lot of different areas of the body. I mean, there's spine surgery, hand surgery, pediatrics, and so there's a lot of different subspecialties, as we call them, and so the subspecialty I ultimately chose and wanted to go into was what we call shoulder and elbow, and the beauty of my specialty, what I love most, is that I can treat patients essentially of all ages and a a bunch of different pathologies, Again, as I spoke about earlier, I had surgery on my shoulder when I was 16. So we treat, and I'm able with my specialty to treat a lot of athletic injuries and in teenagers. And then a majority of my time, I'm uh, we focus on shoulder replacements. And so in the elderly, and so we can, there's all sorts of different shoulder pathologies that occur from teenage to of, you know, the elderly population, and so I'm able to treat patients of all ages and all activity levels, and so the variety that I see on a day-to-day is what I love most.
1: So, how exciting, you know, you said you grew up in Forest Hills, I uh, went to the school, you went to Hope College, you were in Grand Rapids, and now you're back treating people on the lakeshore. Where do you see patients?
0: So uh, technically, I'm employed by Coral Health, and so the, uh, Coral Health acquired uh, the building in Grand Haven, called now called Grand Haven Center. So that's where I am mostly. I see most of my clinic days are there, and also I do most of my outpatient surgeries in that building. Uh, one day a week, uh, possibly increasing to more, I'm actually in Holland as well. So uh, the uh, Coral Health Holland location, uh, Lakeshore building, I should say, uh, is where I also in there part-time during the week as well.
1: And for those of you who may not be aware, that's very conveniently located on 588 Lakewood in Holland. So we're going to talk about your specialty, and specifically we're going to talk about shoulder pain and treatment. So what are some of the symptoms of shoulder pain?
0: Sure. It somewhat depends on... What exactly is going on, what the pathology is. But most often, if we talk about something that's really common, such as shoulder arthritis or rotator cuff tear, for example, most often what people or patients, I should say, experience are it's pain, usually in the lateral aspect of the shoulder. It can radiate down to the elbow. A lot of times kind of the mid-arm will actually be achy and people think that there's something wrong kind of at their, the humerus, at the, the long bone of the arm. But actually, it's referred from the shoulder. So the i would say what patients are you know what they experience most and what brings them into the office is usually night pain so pain at Mm -hmm. night people they'll be okay for most of the day and then they go and lay down at night and the shoulder is just aching and so night pain is very common with it which is common in other injuries and other arthritic conditions as well but sort of lateral shoulder pain sometimes there's issues in the front of the shoulder back of the shoulder but for the most part, I would say was pretty consistent is the pain at night that, that seems to bother patients most.
1: So I guess I have a curious question here. Why is it at night? Is it because the shoulder is immobile or you're moving or you, you know, maybe there's not an answer to that, but I wanted to ask the question.
0: That's a very good question, and I'm not sure if we fully understand why, but certainly with you know, if we talk about just arthritis, hip arthritis, knee arthritis, shoulder arthritis, most patients experience, boy, they wake up, it's stiff, it's painful in the morning. But once you get moving, once you start using whatever limbs affected, it starts to get better. And then when you finally lay down and rest at night, it starts to ache again. There's a, a some sort of mechanism that the body just wants arthritic joints to keep moving. And then once you stop, unfortunately, it's kind of a lot of times when the pain sets in.
1: Well, my next question really leads into that. It's what condition or diseases causes shoulder pain? And you mentioned arthritis. Are there other conditions or diseases which could cause that pain in the shoulder?
0: Absolutely. So most commonly, as we get a little bit older, without, you know, from a traumatic event, kind of the degenerative changes that can happen to the shoulder, which are different than the hip and knee in a lot of instances. um, Absolutely. The, you know, the shoulder is a ball and socket joint. Once the cartilage wears down, that's what we call arthritis. That can cause issues. But another very common issue is rotator cuff. So if the rotator cuff is involved and the rotator cuff tears, which can happen without a traumatic event, that also can cause pain. And oftentimes arthritis and rotator cuff tears can happen in conjunction with each other. Other common issues as we get older is the biceps tendon. One of the bicep tendons in the front of the shoulder is a very common, what we call pain generator. And so that can also develop some issues separate from arthritis and rotator cuff tears as well. So it can be multiple conditions that can cause him, cause shoulder pain.
1: So when should someone make an appointment to see their doctor or to see you? I mean, sometimes you just think, oh, you know, what well, I mean, I'll grip my teeth and bear it. But that's not always the best uh, decision.
0: Absolutely. So it depends on the person for sure. But for most orthopedic issues, you know, apart from a traumatic event, if it's A chronic degenerative slow onset insidious type pain it depends on how much it affects you so it's quality of life if it gets to a point where you're not sleeping very well and the shoulder just keeps bothering you and bugging you that's a reason to come in and you know get a workup and you know most of the conditions we addressed already we can treat conservatively that doesn't necessarily mean you need to have surgery and there's other options that we can um, uh, deal with that are non-surgical for sure but for most people, it's you know, if it's a traumatic event, kind of a different story. But degenerative event, you know, slow onset pain, just once it starts bugging you to a point where you feel that it's affecting your quality of life and your activities of day of living.
1: Does someone have to have a referral, Doctor Lewis, to come and see you, or can they call, you know, the office and just say this is what's going on?
0: Uh, Most people have a referral, but with Coral Health, we, I believe, take most insurances. And, yeah, just calling the office directly, there's a lot of what we call self-referrals. So a lot of my just call and say, boy, there's something going on with my shoulder. I haven't seen my primary care physician. But most of the time, we can get you in hopefully relatively quickly, and you don't necessarily need a direct referral from the primary care physician. But it does depend on the insurance.
1: Yeah, that's always good for people to check with their insurance. So if someone comes into your office and they say, you know, Dr. Lewis, I got this shoulder pain, you're going to do an assessment. What kinds of things are you going to do to try to figure out what's going on?
0: So initially, which is always, we can, which we almost always obtain is an x-ray. There's a lot of, even though as we talked about, a lot of conditions can be soft tissue, which don't necessarily show up on x-ray but there are other chronic conditions that show up, you know, a chronic long-standing rotator cuff tear. There are signs and, and and evidence on x-ray that actually show or give us an idea that something else might be going on. That's not just the, the joint itself. So oftentimes we do an x-ray physical exam and determine at that point, if, you know, someone that hasn't already had an MRI or other advanced imaging, we kind of determine from that point depending on what's going on. But most of the time an x-ray initially and a physical exam, we, For the most part, I believe we're pretty accurate and kind of having a good idea of what's going on and go from there.
1: So someone comes to see you, you and you realize, you know, you say, hey, you know, you need to have shoulder arthroplasty, often referred to as shoulder replacement surgery, and you do offer that procedure to people on the lakeshore. So who is a candidate for that surgery?
0: Yeah, so touching on what we talked about before already, it's most of my job elective, meaning you never have to have the surgery done. But if someone has severe arthritis in their shoulder, if they have a a very big rotator cuff tear that's not fixable, there's other reasons why that someone would be a good candidate for it but it all boils down to how much it affects them. So it all goes down to quality of life because there's always risks with the surgery, which for the most part are pretty minimal. It's a very successful surgery, but it, when done in the right person, people do really well with it, but it, it, it comes down to quality of life and how much it's bothering them before they would consider doing the surgery. But again, it's a 90 plus percent success rate or patient satisfaction rate in a lot of instances as long as it's done for the right reasons.
1: So when you're talking about shoulder replacement surgery, what are you doing? Are you putting a new joint in? Kind of, well, please talk about that.
0: Sure. So that we could probably spend an hour on the differences yeah. between that. It's, it's different between the hip and from the hip and the knee. So there's essentially with the hip and the knee, there's subtle differences, but there's essentially one type of replacement with the shoulder. There's actually technically two different types of replacements. Um, it depends mostly on the status of the rotator cuff is one main thing. But the vast majority of time, people probably know someone that, that's had what we call a reverse shoulder arthroplasty. Eight out of ten placements in the country are what we call the reverse shoulder arthroplasty. Um, it's, you know, it, it's something It takes a little over an hour. Um, but yeah, we essentially replace the entire joint. We resurface the joint in some instances. So similar to the hip and knee where we, we take out the, the arthritic parts, the parts that, you know, where it's bone on bone um, and replace it with smooth plastic and smooth metal. So the, the grinding and all that deep pain goes away over time.
1: So you said it takes about an hour, correct? Did I hear I heard that right? Um, I'm yeah. assuming it's an outpatient procedure.
0: 90, so one of the silver linings from COVID was that we moved most of our shoulder replacements from inpatient surgery to outpatient. So before COVID, it was very, you know, 10, 20, 30 percent were staying at least overnight, uh, patients were. After COVID, there's a lot of evidence showing the safety of it that 90 plus percent of patients are going home the same day. You don't have to go home the same day, but it's Considered at this point an outpatient procedure uh, in most instances, as long as the patients are healthy enough to go through it.
1: So let's 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 say you know you do go home that day. How is that pain going to be managed?
0: Uh, so most of the times we do, so briefly we talk about, so we do a nerve block where the arm goes numb for about a day, which really helps the pain control afterwards. And then a lot of non-narcotic. Uh, prescriptions that all work synergistically under you know at least for my specific pain protocol i would say you know i still give some stronger uh you know short-acting opiates that uh do are necessary but 25 to 30 percent of my patients don't take any at all and so it's it you know that we have non-narcotic medicines that can usually help quite a bit help control the pain afterwards
1: And Dr. Lewis, we are out of time. If you would like to see Dr. Lewis about your shoulder pain, you can call 616-267-8860. That's 616-267-8860. Thanks so much for being here and thanks so much for joining us for this Wellspring broadcast. This will be our last show. We want to thank all of you for being loyal listeners over the years. It's been a joy and privilege.
0: Thanks for listening to Wellspring from Corwell Health Zeeland Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.